This is HPR episode 2176 entitled HPR Community News for November 2016 and is part of the series HPR Community News. It is hosted by HPR volunteers and is about 78 minutes long. The summary is HPR Community News for November 2016. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hi, everybody. My name is Ken Fallon, and joining me tonight is Dave Morris. Hi, Dave. Hi, everybody. Hi, Ken. And this is the community news show for Hacker Public Radio, the longest-running crowdsourced podcast in existence in the world. Anywhere. <laughs> I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel here for uniquenesses about HPR, I guess. Superlatives. <laughs> yes. yes. Anyway, the community news show is a monthly look at what's been going on in the HPR community. So basically, anybody could do the show, but it's down to us usually. Um, and it is uh, scheduled for the first Monday of the month. And this is the first third of December when we're recording this. And we would like to welcome our new host, Dave. Take it away. Well, we have Bill... Uh, NFMZ1 Miller uh, and uh, we have Spaceman Excellent, welcome both of you welcome both of you so how this show works, mostly from tradition because it just kind of turned out that way uh, we go through the last month's shows, have a little bit of a chat so that uh, if you're just subscribed to this show, you can go back and listen to anything that uh, you may have missed as on the main feed and we go through the mail list discussions and we uh, we talk about any comments that there are. So the first show of interest was uh, Tattoos, Apples to Apples Tabletop Gaming, which is now a series, Dave. It certainly is, yes. we have uh, There are nine shows in this particular group, so uh, it's, uh, it's overdue for being a series. But, uh, it's good. Very much. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a thing. Apparently, uh, you know, hip and trendy people like uh, <laughs> like other people I hang around with uh, are, uh, or people in work specifically, are into tabletop gaming. It's become another thing. And this was it, Apple to Apples. Yes, it's it's a trendy thing. I think it was it you who made that point last time we were talking about this. It's I'm, I'm, I'm too too far out of these things to know, but, uh, yeah, good to good to know. Oh, that's cool. I uh, I I appreciate it in the same way I appreciate the shows on slide rules and the like. <laughs> Speaking of which, yes. <laughs> uh-huh. The following day, we had splitting a block of beeswax, and in this one, Brian had um, a big block of uh, beeswax, and I think he had a third of it or a quarter of it that he wanted. Uh, to take off and yes it would be a monstrous job 
But he, he didn't actually mention what he was going to use the beeswax for, did he? I don't. I didn't note it. I didn't. I don't remember it. It. Uh, it would have been nice to to know what 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 it was destined for. I see people doing all sorts of stuff with with beeswax. You know, uh, protecting metal and uh, putting it on as a mixing it into a polish for for wood finishing wood and all sorts of things. Candles. I'd like to know what. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. I like it. In fact, um, uh, yes, uh, old old school tech is um, definitely a series I would like. Uh, old school slash new school tech. That would be another interesting one. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the following day, we had uh, another one of the out and about ones. What do we call them? Soundscape tours. I. Uh, it Cole. was. Um, I, I mentioned that it was called Sound Seeing Tours. Sound Seeing. Yeah. Um, it's, I'd actually commented on this one to that effect. Uh, it's a term that um, it was mentioned by K.D. Murray, in, in I think, in a comment to ah, one of yes. our shows. And he reminded us of that. And, and I, that, it brought back memories when I, when I heard that. Um, ah, yeah. Your, uh, your comment. Do you want to read out your comment? Might be just as handy. Yeah, so I I wrote sound seeing. Hi John, I believe the name for such podcasts is sound seeing, as in sound seeing tour. I think Katie Murray mentioned this in a comment on show two one 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 back in September. I remember hearing this term back in the early days of podcasting around 2005, perhaps, when Adam Curry used to record such tours for his Daily Source Code podcast. Should we then, therefore, make a series, Sound Seeing Tours, and uh, include that? Well, yeah, that, that, that might be, certainly tag such shows with, with Sound Seeing, but yeah, yeah, we, we yeah. Need, to, need to think about, you know, what, what, the, what the consequences would be, so any, any feedback would be appreciated, but uh, we'll come up with something. Then the following day was uh, a hookah with Ohio Linux Fest 2016, which I always look forward to actually because it gives you a, a view into what was going on at the show and how it's uh, how it's changing and i'm actually glad to see the reports from ohio linux fest this year it seemed to be it was a smaller fest but uh, but a lot better got back it's 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 mojo yeah yeah it i hadn't realized what sort of size it was until uh Uka was, was talking about it but it certainly sounds to be a, a real really good show cool yeah and then we had the community news and then following that we had bar camp manchester part three this is tony hughes with his interview with alan, alan o'donoghue and um the exa dot foundation yeah that's that's sort of um, helping teachers to to get deeper into sort of computing, computer science, and, and that type of thing. I think. Yeah, I understood it right. So yeah, inspire and engage digital makers of tomorrow. Very good. Yeah, it's it's he's uh, Alan O'Donoghue has been very busy in that area, from what I understand. He's he's been going to, as he said in the interview, many of these types of events, including Old Camp. Um, so he's a prime mover. And uh, then we had Art Club from Brian in Ohio and have fun learning about art with your friends. Uh, this was excellent. I loved I loved the show. I actually had a it spawned, spawned a two hour interesting conversation with my wife about uh, this tangential, yeah, a very good conversation, which tangented into lots of 
various other different topics. Great show. Yeah, Thanks very much, what, Brian. A, what a good idea. What a good I, I like the idea of uh, discussing bits of art which they've which they've agreed on and then researched because it's great going to an art gallery and looking at stuff and you read the the stuff on the wall and you think, oh yeah, right. But you don't really get a full context from that. Whereas if you've done a bit of research around what you're looking at, you, you can you can fill in the gaps and understand it much, much better. So that's a, that's a fantastic idea. It's a fantastic idea, you know, just to get out of the house and meet other people as well. But um, I can definitely support, uh, you know, understand this because we went, uh, the Rijksmuseum was closed for basically a long time and uh, then it reopened again and we have museum cards here in the Netherlands and if you you know if you pay a substantial sum you know $80 or 80 euros and then you can go into any museum for free and we have that for the kids as well so we went into the Rijksmuseum and they had a book um, from the uh, which they got which we got them from time to time and it went through they had eight writers or something pick eight different pictures from the Rijksmuseum. There is an end to the story, Dave. Just hang on. And uh, they basically described, they wrote a children's story about the painting and, uh, you know, a child interacting with the artist and, you know, what was going on on the day and, and that sort of thing. So then when we went into the museum, they were sitting there like, you know, oh, this is his early work. This was his fourth painting and that was his third painting. <laughs> going, oh, my God. Ooh, that's, <laughs> that's absolutely brilliant. Fantastic! Just uh, absolutely, that's that's good. And it's it is quite important to understand these things. I think, and I I've never been. I wasn't very keen on on art at one time, mm-hmm. um, but uh, my my dad was, and he used to paint in oils and stuff himself. And he he would he would often talk about uh, the the painters that he liked. It was the the Norfolk school. Um, and they painted sort of like country scenes and that type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's it, I lived in Norwich at that time. There's they're they're all in the in the the castle museum in the, in the old Norman castle, and um, you know so you suddenly start to realise well it's a nice picture or it's you know it's an interesting picture but there's so much more to it because it's the context of the time and the absolutely, person and, absolutely. and the history around it and so on. It's it's there's a huge amount of depth there. Yeah, it's fantastic. Cool, great idea, and you know it could be done with all sorts of other stuff as well. I like the idea of just as well there of picking a topic, animals or whatever as well. It doesn't necessarily have to be about a particular art or whatever. No, no, it's it's a it's a cool thing to do. Then uh, next one, coop, coo, tabletop game, coop. Cool, I would have I would have thought, but, yeah. uh, as in as in military coup and stuff. Oh yes, this is the bluffing one where you don't actually have to show your hands at all. It's very yes. very interesting. Yes, yes, it's a a Kickstarter project originally I wrote down, which is which is interesting. So it's fairly fairly recent then. So, uh, so yeah, I'd, good idea I think. But yeah, there's there's quite there's quite an industry in making these things. I'm sure it's fascinating. I am filtering a lot of these shows uh, where I think this would have been cool if I was in college. But right now with ki- with with the kids, they don't like losing, or they you know they get very involved in the game, and then when it's the game is over, there's a massive sense of loss, which leads to 
so we tend to avoid competitive games and more cooperative games if we can. So I do have a major filter on for for co- not distracting in any way from the the series, but I'm uh, how many of these I'm going to actually play or not is depending on whether they fit my very specific needs. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, I quite understand that. The next day we had an audio illustration tying a bowline knot. And I thought to myself, David, man, <laughs> David Witten, I thought, yeah, good luck trying to do this now over there. But yeah, he did. I, I had it in my head at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I used to be quite keen on knots at one time. And bowline's not one I've used a huge lot. But uh, the the old classic one about the, the rabbit goes... Uh, comes comes <laughs> out the the hole and yeah, around yeah. the tree and all that stuff and back into the hole. That is brilliant. I'd ne- I'd seen it, never really paid much attention to it until uh, till I listened to this and then looked at uh, a picture of of what it was. And of course, that, that's a brilliant way of capturing how to do it. Yeah, that's how they uh, the the t- teach kids to tie shoelaces here. They have a uh, you know the fo- the fox comes out and runs around and blah. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 it, because it's, you've got to get it into memory first, and then it gets into muscle memory eventually. But, uh, but just just sort of getting the, the gist of it down in the first instance is, is difficult. Yeah. So the next one is "What's in My Freezer" by by. <laughs> I'm just practicing this on the train. My God, can you do it? <laughs> Inskius. That's exactly what I was going to say. And yes, uh, he went to his uh, freezer and he told us exactly what he had in his freezer, which is uh, a lot of garden veg, actually. Yes, yes, yes. It's impressive, actually, isn't it? That, Very uh, much so, yeah. He looked in my, my freezer. It's a fair amount of shop-bought stuff. Rather yeah. Than, <laughs> and not, not uh, frozen fresh fresh greens and stuff and uh, fruit and stuff. Yeah, uh, good idea, actually. A nice idea for a show. Yeah, we um we have some raspberries out there with the in the summer, and uh, my wife just goes out in the evening and you know takes in a half a cup. That's just a regular cup, not an American cup. Just you know a, a little bowl of raspberries and just puts them into the freezer every night. And then by the end of the year, you have you have a lot of <laughs> of fruit in your fridge. All of a sudden, you know it's it's excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Hang on, I'm just I'm just realised that we have, we have skipped some comments. Um, there's some comments on this one, but we missed the comments on um, two one on the community news, didn't we? We did, <coughs> but we got the other ones. So, what were the comments on the community news, Clarky? Ah, mm, uh, ear candy. I love hearing Reg Jexus spoken out loud. Bracket circumflex tilde. <laughs> <laughs> is he pulling the piss, Dave? Uh, it, it, it could, he it could be making slight fun of somebody. I'm not not quite sure what's going on here, but uh, yeah, that's one interpretation. Yeah, somewhere on the internet, there's a porn company working out how to make money on that. <laughs> yes, good luck to them. Whatever turns you on, fair enough. And John Culp joins in, saying. Talking purdy. It reminds me of Oklahoma lines by Addo Annie. Oh, well, don't start talking purdy. <clears throat> I can't do the accent, but. Talking uh, purdy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, God, we, we I, must de- definitely do more of those. Uh, what's today's uh, regular expression, uh, Ken? No, no, no. Cold showers, guys. Cold showers. The, uh, anyway, did I ever tell to... you? Uh, yeah, Oklahoma. Sorry. Yes. Um, go on. Go on. 
Yeah, the first time I went to the States, which was a story in, its, in itself, I uh, went into Kansas City and uh, and uh, had a look at the map on a Saturday, and I thought, hey, you know, it's only that far on the map. Sure, I'll drive down. That was a mistake. <laughs> so, uh, no, I never met it. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I'm sure many many people visiting America come up with the same the same thing. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so where were we up to? Yeah, Bola we were two one six one, and we were just going to do the comments. I think. Oh yes, yes, yes. You are. <coughs> Carry on. So. Um, a comment from the love bug who says, "Nice, I see what you did there. Very clever. Audio quality was pretty spot on. What was the recorder you were using?" Which is uh, an interesting question. Um, Inskis didn't actually say what he no, said. He, he was didn't. using a using a, um, a recorder he hadn't used before. We didn't say what it was. It'd be good to know. Uh, keeping us uh, keeping us waiting there. And Clarky said, "Green beans. I was dead sure green beans aren't called green beans in England. Looked it up." They are. They're also called string beans, French beans, but the canonical page is enwp.org green underscore bean. Great episode, short, sweet, and brilliant. That was a sightseeing tour, sound scene tour. I guess it was. Yeah, yeah, we did. We were getting ambient ambient sounds of, well, that too. We were getting ambient sounds from the, from the fridge, from the freezer, I think, weren't we? Sounds, the sounds of, of uh, frozen things being moved around there. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, and we didn't stereo we didn't, mics, please. Yeah, exactly. We didn't <laughs> even get a model number of the fridge. God, uh, it does, it's not running a Raspberry Pi. Come on, geez. Anyway, uh, review and criticism of hips. Hips get just say no. Uh, in which I take on the IRC rant to audio and look at what's really wrong with git by clarky and it is richard hips git and he's the he's the guy who came up with um fossil i think he's the same guy behind uh uh the not mysql but the small light sql light yeah that's the money yep. <clears throat> yeah yeah he is he's, he's a pretty bright sort of guy but uh he doesn't like Git very much, apparently. No, 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 no. And uh, I think Clarky puts a lot of his things to rest. And you know what we need, Dave? In the same way we have a said an awk uh, series, we need a Git series. Really, we do, because it is not covered well enough on this network. Uh, concise. No, no. And no. somebody is going to have to step up to the plate. Let's go. I was, I was thinking as I was listening to this, um, I mean, I, I get some of it, but I'm not. I use Git almost every day, but I don't use it at the level that uh, Clacky yep. likes to uh, use. Obviously, use it because he's using it for his work. I'm just playing about. Um, he, uh, somebody who's actually using it in that sort of way, uh, if they were up for for doing a, a, an intro to uh, to the things they know in Git, would it be fantastic. And this is coming directly from xkcd.com forward slash 1597. This is Git. It tracks collaborative work on projects through a beautiful distributed graph theory tree model. Cool. How do you use it? No idea. I just remember the shell commands, type them to sync up. If you get or save your work elsewhere, delete the project and download a fresh copy. That's me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. That's really it. Yeah, that's about my level of, of using it. I did uh, with Clatu's episode a few weeks ago where he was describing how you could save things in two places I, that was helpful I'm sure I could have got there myself but but I never did you know so it, it's people who've 
had the, the itch and scratched it, who can then share stuff uh, back again is where the use comes in. It's like Unix. You know, Unix is full of amazing things, but you really need to, to have a need to go and find them to, to know about them. Yeah, and sometimes and, somebody just explaining it to you once off, like they uh, like they said in, uh, said in Oc, uh, and even uh, Dan Washkel's, um uh, Linux in the Shell series, you know, just read the man page for us. <laughs> Because we're too lazy, or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, man pages are not easy. So somebody who understands them telling you about them is, is a good thing, I think. Yeah, and sometimes it's just skip over this part. You never ever use it, or you know things have moved on. So the following day, we had GNU awk recapping the last episode and looking at variables in the awk program. Now I, this is now a series, Dave, uh, episodes about using awk, the text manipulation language. It comes with various forms called awk, knock, mock, and gawk. And standard version of Linux is GNU awk. It's programming language optimized for the manipulation of delimited text. And that is... I, I said to you before, and uh, you and uh, be easy. That's improper grammar there, Dave. Do you want to correct me? I know you're dying to. No, no, you you just go on. <laughs> you're used to it by now, are you? Um, yes, you're doing a fantastic job on this. The show notes uh, are fantastic. The uh, And I deliberately made an effort to listen to these without referring to the show notes first. And it's still coming through. So good work to oh, good, both of you. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard to do this sort of thing just in, in audio. I mean, we 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 sort of, we rely on quite a lot on you being able to look at the uh, at the notes. But uh, but you know, there's, there's um, it's it's hard. it means you have to sit down there and look at the the stuff as you're going, doesn't it? So it's just, which is which well, is yeah. an imposition sometimes. Uh, sometimes yeah. it's it's nice to be kind of led through. Well, the show notes are there, and they're excellent, as always. Uh, and you seem to be consistent in your styles, which is amazing, considering you're two sides of uh, the world, two different sides of the world. So, fantastic work. Well done. This is, you know, this is uh, an example of what you can do. Um, brilliant. Whoops. Microphone we're, stand, um, we're, <laughs> we're working towards... Uh, some sort of handouts, uh, you know, that you could take away as a as a as a crib sheet or a little booklet or something. But uh, it's it's a, it's slow progress at the moment because it's mainly down to me. But uh, we'll we'll get there. Cool. And there was a there were there is has been a comment by Otto. A very interesting episode. Many thanks. I always shield away from awk, yet another scripting language, but now I see there's associative indexing hashes may be useful. To which Dave Morris replied, I said, thanks. Glad you found it useful. Keep listening. Be easy. And I will be talking more about such arrays as we proceed with the series. So, one, uh, one thing that I always knew was a programming language, but it never really struck me, you know, what the beginning and the end stuff was. It really is. It, it's like a novel you know, uh, at this point where I'm. Oh, great. I didn't know I could do that. I wonder what's going to come up in the next episode. <laughs> oh, yes. There's a lot. Exciting stuff. Yeah. I, um, I think I've said before, I used to use it quite a lot back in the, in the day when I was at work. Um, probably in the 80s, that sort of 
late 80s, early 90s. And since then, it's grown enormously. The GNU Org has got a load more stuff in it. So it is really cool. Excellent. So moving on to Skipboo tabletop game and Klaatu talks about this surprisingly amazing game from Mattel and I remember listening to this one on the uh, on the bus and he is uh, he's quite impressed with the game uh, despite the fact that they've not done a great job at uh, as given them any sort of theme or anything else so pretty cool yeah yeah it's I wrote down what a weird name but I think he he remarked on that as well but I see that it's actually designed by somebody called Hazel Skip Bowman. So it's obviously ah. it's, it's, a, it's a name or a version of her name. So, yeah, that that explains it. But, yeah, it, it, it's it's quite numeric as I understood it anyway. I never waste my time on uh, following a project that's named after somebody. Dave. <laughs> oh, no, no. No, no, no. Anyway, uh, Folky commented, going crapette, Thank you for this show about the game. I thought about buying, but no. now I understand I don't have to because I already play something similar with Romy cards. It's called Crapette and Very Addictive Smiley Face. To which Klaatu replied? He replied, Re-Crapette. Interesting. I hadn't heard of Crapette before. I'll look into it, maybe. I have to admit, I'm not well versed in all that hundreds of games possible with a standard poker deck or two i really need to start learning some because obviously there's a great power in simplicity interesting yeah exactly get your most out of the commute with the following great audio suggestions by nightwise uh talks about ways to stay entertained during your commute to work by listening to podcasts and yes he is absolutely correct. Basically, he goes through, uh, you know, good pod- podcatchers, audiobooks, uh, free online courses, Khan Academy, iTunes, um, uh, text to speech, and stuff like that. So all stuff which I do. Oh, yes. Good show. Effectively, making your own audiobook out of uh, text only stuff. Is that, is that, that, that's what that means, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, I have a little script that you can uh, web to speech, and I think it's up on the HPR website. And it, um, you just fire a web page at it, and it'll put it into text to speech and put it into my podcast directory. That's cool. that's all it does. It's pretty cool. I use text to speech an awful lot in work, especially for boring uh, reading specifications and the like. You you get. I'm able yeah, to extract I, a lot more information as a result. Yes, yes. I, I can see the appeal of that because uh, I spend most of my day listening to podcasts. So, you know, it's really nice to have the uh, the the whole process of somebody telling you something into your head while you're doing the washing up or whatever it is you're doing. You know, it's uh, that, that fits in well with my, my day. So I can quite see doing that for things that are not accessible as podcasts would be be a good thing to do. I have this thing, though, and it happens every month. I don't know if I've ever told you. Um, as we're going through these, I associate the time and the place where I heard the show to that particular place. So <laughs> so that that one of Nightwise, uh, I was uh, adding builder's foam to a hole in the wall. 
Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do that to some extent. I don't probably don't move around as much as you do. I, my, my son and his girlfriend visited last weekend and I was cooked a giant meal for them because they got, they was hungry. Lots of curry. So, so a lot of podcasts are associated with, you know, making egg curry or aubergine curry or whatever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I I get it. (laughs) So the next day we had much much requested show on how to use a slide rule by popular request a description on how slide rule works and it was by you dave thank you very much for putting so much effort into it and now you need to tell us about log tables and how they work (laughs) like i said in the show i probably have my old school log tables in the house because i'm i'm terrible at throwing things away so uh yeah i'll 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 see if i can find them and then uh then talk about them but uh yeah (laughs) yeah yet another uh another piece of my college career that was burnt by my father not that i'm bitter or angry about that (laughs) so all my log tables gone all my notes from five years of college gone Yes, yes. This, yeah, this happened to me a little bit because there was a lot of stuff in my parents' attic when they moved away, and and get a chance to go and grab it. But uh, yeah, it's. uh, I I was an hour and a half away, Dave. I was an hour and a half away. (laughs) All I had to do was pick up the phone. That's rough. Yeah, and actually, uh, I I went back. I wanted to go back and read uh, some of the um, because I was thinking, okay, well, I'm going to have to build up all my book collection that I had that that was also burnt in that. And uh, I went down to a. It's impossible to get secondhand books here because it's the Netherlands, so people speak Dutch too. But there's a secondhand uh, shop, so I went in and they had an English selection. I was able to pick up an Asimov Foundation book, and uh, yep. I had like all the uh, white. Well, I won't say all of them, but I had quite a lot. I had all the Asimov series, all the robot series, and and quite a lot of other stuff as well. And I was going, oh well, I'll go to Amazon and see how much the books are. Oh my God, the prices! It'll be a th- easily a thousand euros to. Uh, replace all the Asimov book al- books alone. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's yeah. Uh, unfortunately the case that they're in demand, I guess, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Anyways, anyway, I'm not so, um, you, um, <laughs> forgive them for guess, I won't bring that up. <laughs> you, did you get yourself a slide rule? By I way? did, and, yes. I did, and actually. if so, are you, uh, are you a slide ruler? <laughs> rule user? Well, a... I would need more assistance, Dave, to be honest. Multiplying two numbers was a good introduction, but I feel there's more that could be done. Oh, there's lots and lots more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm hoping this will expand into a series, Dave. <laughs> oh, no. If, oh, the, oh, if yes, only I there mean, was oh, somebody yes. who could do the series. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look around and see. <laughs> but actually, what you, what you mentioned about it being uh, going to uh, basically logarithms, I never never knew that i and i completely that that single fact in that show where you said multiplication can be done by uh uh, by addition and log convert everything to logs and then do the addition on them that just five years of college completely foom over my head how is that even possible yes 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 well if you yeah if you look at uh powers of things then uh, then adding them is uh, is is how you how you multiply them but yes it's um, it's an it's yeah, it's an interesting thing. We're, we're in Edinburgh. We're as I said in the the show, we're quite 
uh, we know a lot about logarithms in general. If we go to museums and various yeah, places, yeah, because yeah. there's tons of Napier stuff. There's a there's a section of the the main Edinburgh Museum, National Museum of Scotland. It's called with uh, about John Napier and his his things and and his artifacts and so on. So you know, it's uh, there's a lot to be learned there. Okay, the comments. Um, Chalcom, very much enjoy the show. I was following along with the old boots slide rule. Thanks, Dave. And I'll do Steve uh, Smithers as well. Uh, I showed my students a virtual slide rule as example of the analog computer. Became fascinated by them and just bought a Faber-Castell 5282 duplex with 19 scales, of course, from eBay. Not got it, though, in the post. Uh, not got it the post yet. As a kid, I used four-figure tables, but in O-level classes, I was allowed to use my brand-new TI-30. Didn't get taught the slide rule. I liked the LL scales raised e to the power of x. I knew there had to be some way to have y instead of e, so I looked up raising arbitrary y by arbitrary x. Well, cool. And the link to the site, www.org antiquark.com to which you replied thanks thanks Chocolum. glad you enjoyed it I didn't realise that Boots brackets UK based pharmacy chain for people who don't know sold slide rules but I see references to them online I looked on the slide rule museum thing and there's, there's lots of references to them there mm-hmm. um, didn't know that but uh, anyway and then I said cheers Steve I don't remember being taught how to use a slide rule maybe we were and I wasn't listening I did use it a moderate amount but not for anything very sophisticated perhaps you could tell us about the more advanced features by way of an HBR show oh at some yes point. wouldn't it be cool <laughs> that would be awesome Steve <laughs> <laughs> you could there. demonstrate your new favorite Castell you I could <laughs> this this would be myself yourself and Steve standing in a row and both of us taking one step back. Yes. So, Steve, no pressure, no pressure. Uh, yes. More than three shows as a series, just so you know. See, now, I, I, I was at, at school, I was, um, I was struggling with, with maths, really, and uh, that's partly why I went in the direction of biology, because in those days you didn't have to be very mathematically able to, to be a biologist. That is not the case anymore. You mm. have to be even more yeah, yeah. mathematically adept. But, uh, you know, so but so it was quite interesting to do this show just to realise that uh, some of the stuff I didn't maybe fully understand could be understood if I tried hard enough. So. You know, that's, <laughs> just on another tangent there, I do not understand why computer science needs computers uh, mathemat- higher level mathematics as a as a core foundation. I really no it's beyond no. me. It's it's uh, the computer science or the computer center. The university I worked at originally sprang out of the maths department. I think yes, or at least I'm the sure computer did, science but... department came out of there. But I think that's the sort of linkage that people make in their in their minds about. Well, computer, computing came out of maths. Therefore, computing is maths. Therefore, you need to have maths to to do computing. And, Absolutely, and that's not could not could not disagree more. Uh, if you're if you understand, yeah, understanding Boolean, understanding some matrices might help 
but boolean logic and being able to count to zero uh being able to count to one that's about it yeah 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 i agree i agree i i certainly found that when i was doing a lot with computers as a student it was automatically assumed that i was good at maths and was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was quite a shock when people found i don't know go and find somebody who knows math <laughs> Anyways, dragging. Were you finished? Can we? Um, I, I was. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I was rabbiting on too much. Not at all. Following day, Bill uh, NFMZ1 Miller, which sounds remarkably like a ham handle. Did I mention, Dave, that we were looking for shows on ham radio? Just as a by the by, you, you might yeah. have done, but might have come up. Forgotten. Might have come up. <laughs> might have done. I have as yet not found the the. Stick to poke enough uh, ham radio guys to get them to actually do a show. And uh, anyway, Bill was discussing some of the successes Google had, despite people thinking Google is failing. And he has recorded a follow-up show to that. So I'm going to hold off my comments on this show to that show. But a great episode. Very nice to uh, have him on board. Um, I know he posted this... uh, to his YouTube channel, but uh, we we posted it anyway, and his replies are HPR specific. So all is good. Everything is good, Dave. Everything is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's it's an interesting show. It, it's uh, it's good to to be slightly controversial about about these things, or at least direct and and and, and express an opinion. So that was I, quite yeah. refreshing. Yeah, no, I I, I don't. Think we've ever said Google is failing? I've never come across that argument. I mean, failing at his mission, perhaps failing at don't do evil, perhaps, but failing itself, I, if the the figures speak for itself, it's one of the biggest companies in the world, and continuing to do a pretty good job at that. Yes, yes, I I think yes, I think it's the fact that they've have had successful sub projects which they then just pull down um for for no particular reason uh you're still sore it? about google reader aren't you dave <laughs> i never used it much actually but yeah it did seem like a bad idea <laughs> i never understood anyway that's why i want to comment he's done a follow-up episode where he he discusses some of those things so i'm gonna hold off commenting until then and if you have comments uh record your own show the following day, we had Tlatu with Tlatu Ponder's analog random, anal- sorry, analog random number generators. Now, this fascinated me uh, because his pocket dice roller, which is a, a thing that he he has written on his uh, on his GitLab instance. Um, but he made he made mention, and I was standing on the platform number three in Schiphol, waiting for my train in the evening, going. Why the hell would anyone, as a pastime, come up with random numbers in their head? Why would you do that, Dave? Tattoo? <laughs> Why are you doing that? Can you please do a show on that? That in itself is worth a show. Yeah, yeah. Similar and, question, and that really. Me, if I found myself doing that, I know that that would be a a door into a in- room of infinite mirror- mirrors that I may never, ever get out of. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's um, It's partly... I, I got the impression that this was sort of a, uh, a, a how would you deal with this case if you didn't have access to all of the uh, the electronics and the internet etc cetera, etc cetera. and it's that's it's always a good question to ask and uh, and come up with an answer to I feel but, yeah but uh, 
I I thought it was he was at a dinner party and then he was just picking random numbers <laughs> as he's as the conversation is drifting by. He was sitting there thinking of random numbers. Perhaps that's what he does. I, I don't know. I I think I've got a little bit of my daughter's dis, uh, dyscalculia in my head that I don't particularly like numbers. I don't find them. Uh, I don't like numbers. I like binary and I like hexadecimal, but I don't like numbers in general. Yeah, yeah, I I, I tend to agree with you. Yes, I, I I'm famous in the in the family for for repeatedly forgetting my uh, ATM pin. Ah, it's yes. <laughs> you walk to the machine and you put the card in and it says what's your pin and suddenly the brain just goes no you're never getting that again that's been hidden away you're never seeing that bit of information uh-huh. Uh-huh. and then it eats your card and you have to go and say oh, i'm so sorry i messed up and and that sort of thing and that happens to me it's it's i don't know what that is <laughs> it's a bit like forgetting a word when you're so when you're trying to yeah think up think yeah, of a word. somebody's name sort of process. yeah oh, yeah oh, that's so so annoying <laughs> Anyway, yeah, interesting one. Interesting one. If I don't know if Tlatu uh, listens to the show, but it would be interesting to get an idea of why he does that sort of stuff. Okay. How I connect to the awesome Oddcast Planet on my mobile, which is, in actual fact, uh, a show by Clarky again. Uh, Clarky, even, even, I keep typing Clarky when I'm posting the show and nothing comes up and it's Clarky. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes. He, 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 <sighs> Being Swedish, he uh, he he sounds the e on the end. Um, I have a Norwegian friend whose whose um, daughter is called Cecilia, and it, it looks like Cecilie, i.e., but you have to say the e on the end. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, that, that's that's how he pronounces his name, I think. So he uses Riot on F-Droid, which I actually installed. Very nice, nice thing. Liked it. Cool. Yeah, I had a quick look. I I. I I don't really have a need to do this on the phone. I tell you why, because my little Motorola Moto G is not really up to doing very much. It's quite small and it's not very very powerful. But uh, I, my son's just given me a mm. one plus one that I'm gonna Ooh, nice. shift over to. So uh, that's my that's my combined Christmas and birthday present. So mm. <laughs> it's 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 his. He's just upgraded, so it's uh, it's his uh, second hand one. But still, it's a lot more powerful. So, so maybe, maybe this is a road to to follow. And he commented on his own show, saying more discussion on Slack alternatives. As there, I briefly mentioned in this episode, XMPP had an extension that makes it better for mobile, and he gives getkawa dot com brings up message arc. Achievement Management XEP-0313 Message Carbons XEP-0280 Would be great if somebody had been using these when with multiple intermittent devices and had some comments on how well they work. And he gives links to both of those extensions. And I kind of know what he's on about because of the um, because of the interviews I did at, at Foster. Yeah, it's it's passing me by somewhat. I'm afraid. Slack. I don't get what people get with it. It's like another Skype chat thing, and they're trying to get us to have it at work. And I go, well, leave it off. Thank you very much. Anyway, there you go. Next, we had Sound.io, which was a hang on, lo- hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There was a there was a comment we missed. I think was there. No, I just did it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 
See, I'm not paying attention. Obviously. Uh, yeah. All right, drawing on and on and on, Dave. And anyway, yeah, low cost open source acoustic logger for bio virus. Why can't bio virus? I my uh, speeching speech processing has shut down. Dave, can you read that? <laughs> A low cost open source acoustic logger for biodiversity and environmental monitoring. Thank you, Dave. Thank you very much. Yes, this was the second part of an interview. You might remember the Humbug Project from some time ago, which was related to me trying to get rid of mosquitoes. So, yes. This, um, yeah, this is brilliant. This is absolutely brilliant. I'm amazed that they have managed to make a device that's so small. I haven't quite got my head around how big it is, but uh, it doesn't look as if it's going to be very large. And uh, with with a hell of a lot of processing. Three AA batteries, by the looks of it. It's mounted yeah. on a three AA battery thing. Right, right. So it's pretty damn small, and yep. it's 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 pretty amazing. I didn't. I mean, it's it's capable of grabbing quite complex sounds and quite a lot of them and stuffing them onto an SD card um, with with limits, obviously, but still. Because did he not say that often for many applications it's it, it, you're going to be doing samples every every so often to to, to determine um, how uh, whether a particular sound that you're looking for is is occurring and and you can't record for hours on end but you can sample. So, yeah, it, it goes on. It turns itself on every five minutes and then has a listen. And if it finds anything interesting, it'll record. And if it doesn't, it'll go back to sleep. So it basically saves battery. And it, it's it's capable of being programmed to look in particular uh, bands of, of sound. So yeah, it yeah. Can, can spot birds or insects or bats. Yeah, whatever um, you're particularly <clears throat> interested in, the, the thing you're interested in. Yeah, yeah absolutely amazing. Yeah, it is. And the, the, the fact that he's doing the pre-processing on this device... It just blows my mind. Uh, so it would come so far with this. <gasps> when I was a student, um, an undergrad, um, we were taken on a, out in the field to to uh, with a bat detector, which was a real time device, which which changed the uh, the frequency of bats bat sound, so that yeah, you yeah. could cool. you could you could you knew that there was a bat flying over, you could recognise something about the bat. You knew what you know. You, you had to have a bit of experience. We had people who helped us out with it, um, but this is so much more sophisticated in in comparison. It's, Absolutely, uh, I remember watching David Attenborough films where they would do that. The headphones on, and there's a bat flying past, and it's a blow. And you tear it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's all that business where they change the frequency of the pulses depending on how close they're getting to to the prey, so they get better better definitions. They they fly into it and then and grab it and stuff. Mm. Yeah, we like bats to eat mosquitoes. You need some pet bats and. So we have some comments on this, and Mike Ray uh, says. Soundtrap IO with a different application question. Great if you can. I have recently started to learn how to play the ukulele and I mistakenly bought an electronic tuner without thinking it had LED tuning indicators. I started to think about connecting either a vibration sensor or a microphone to the Arduino knocking something up and then I heard this interview. I have emailed the guys to ask them if Soundtrap board 
has any pins that might be capable of driving the uh, eccentric vibrator motor from eccentric vibrator motor from an old mobile phone. In this way, I could maybe make the tactile ukulele guitar tuner and Soundtrap is an interesting project, which will make sense to people if uh, they realize that Mike is uh, blind. So obviously LED indicators won't be a whole lot of use to him. No, it's, uh, the project he's thinking of is quite an interesting one. Yeah. You have different levels of, of vibration to, depending on how close you were to the, the target tone, presumably. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, very, very cool. Pretty cool. And uh, Be Easy commented saying, very interesting. Thank you for the great show. I found the entire interview fascinating. I'd love to see some example code for making a model for identifying species from a sound file from one of these devices. My mind is blown. I I love doing these interviews. I don't have to do a thing. Just chop up the audio and post it and uh, bask in the glory of somebody else's expertise. Yeah, it's... But it's it's a great way to get this sort of knowledge out to uh, to us all, you know. And it's um, it would have been you really need to have gone searching for this sort of stuff to to find that it existed. So thank you very much for bringing it to our attention. No problem. But if anybody is listening to uh, you know they come across something where they think, hey, that would be cool, and that person was there doing an interview on this show or the other show, then email them because more than likely they'll be very happy to record a show yeah it's easy peasy lemon squeezy okay and spaceman uh with his first hpr show not the last because he's posted quite a few since then uh love programming writing c uh, free software and basically tells a little bit about himself so yes he's he's setting up yeah as you say he's introducing himself and uh suggesting some of the things he, he will be talking about uh in in future shows which is which is really good it is important this and they all fall into he owes me a show because he says he's going to do them <laughs> so <laughs> there you go well he's he's, no all, pressure. he's already no pressure he's already paid paid his dues by by doing some more shows as you say yeah excellent and amy uh left a comment saying hack it is super okay to hack i was introduced to jai hack 11 at gmail.com and dude impress me he did a great job i'm happy and feel indebted to him forever cool yeah cool so dutch blitz tabletop game this is steve getting in on clatu or clatu's territory steve get off clatu's turf man <laughs> not at all uh clatu is more than happy to to have steve along because uh, I, I did did check with him before uh, before creating the tabletop gaming series of making it open oh this is a fantastic game and this one was hitting all my points for uh for being a family game for us until the last minute where he goes there's no turns you just start doing stuff oh my god kids with hentai coordination issues that's going to be a problem but i can imagine this will be so much fun yes i was thinking the same thing it was it was sort of cruising along fairly easy going until uh, until he did explain exactly, that yeah, bit yeah. <laughs> i was just coming down the train station that's nardabism and going hey what the hell just happened there all right okay i can see how this would be massively massively addictive 
Pretty cool. Pretty cool. No it's comments it's an that. interesting design of game, and I love the history. I, I was yeah, it was so much. good yeah. to hear. You know, first of all, why is it called Dutch? Well, it's 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 a corruption of Deutsch, which which is amazing. And you know, and and all of the the um, the construction of the game and and the factors that were in it uh, that uh, that did, that resulted in it turning out the way it did, and so on. Very, um, very, very, very cool. It's all the, it's all the, uh, very well produced, and the show notes are excellent as well. Absolutely, well yes. done, well done, cool. More of those. Oh, Dave, 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 Dave. Driving a blinked as an uh, Internet of Things device. Your Raspberry Pi with eight LED array, which is set up as a notification device. I love these shows, but unfortunately, it puts it on my to-do list dave oh and i was just tackling some stuff so question though is can, will, can i use the blinked on a regular raspberry pi oh yes absolutely it's it's it just fits on the the 40 pin gpio which is on both devices the reason i chose the um the pi zero was because it's small and can easily be popped into a into a box or whatever picture frame in this case oh inc- incidentally since yeah. we started recording this, somebody has submitted a comment because the light's on. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I haven't haven't processed it though. I really actually uh that's um I like what you did with the printing off the thing. I saw that on a Hackaday project one time, or was it a was it a, a project on YouTube where they made the most ugly box i ever saw and then they went into inkscape and just printed off a lovely control panel and stuck it on and it looked so professional uh you know laminated the thing and just stuck it on over the ugly hacked together box and then the thing just looked so nice very good idea love that yeah yeah i don't know why it just suddenly came to me it started out as a thing for making the holes um but uh it it then oh that's work for labels and then of course I, if I get fed up with them as they are I can just take the paper out and put another one in so. you can't can you can you uh, use the GPIO pins then once you have this in or is it is gone uh, it covers them over because the LEDs sit right on top yeah um, so you'd need to you need to to you can I mean you can get stackable headers so you should be able to do something like that. It only it doesn't use many pins. The um the Pimeroni site point to a place where you can find out what all of these hats and fats and other devices that go on the GPI the GPIO which pins they use. So you can yeah. work out how whether you can um inter intermix them. So um it uh, it, it, it it's it's possible, but maybe not quite straightforward they, they, did, go on did you how do you call would you blah, 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 blah. how would you compare that with the blink stick that you had before well the blink stick is great but it's just the one led and it's it's also yeah. you know the fact here i've got eight rgb leds to play with makes quite a bit of difference however i also have a blink stick pro which has no leds but you, you use it to interface to other devices and i I'm in, currently working on a project to interface it to a ring of 24, I think, um, That's LEDs. That's the thing, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think you can also interface it with the 
the Doider, this one right here, uh, from IKEA, which is a um, four-strand LED thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dioda. Yeah, Dioda, yeah, yeah. that's the money. You can, yeah, you can. Yes, exactly. Yes. yes, you can. They show you a hack where you can um, you can plug it in into the, the box itself, and then you've got very very sophisticated control over all of the the sticks of um leds and those are you can buy the ones with colors colored um uh, presumably rgb leds as well can't you because you can yeah, you yeah. can yeah yeah they do show yeah that's actually quite good that, that's a good solution um there's also a, a device from pimeroni my my kids Say I'm I'm a fanboy of that site, but they do have some quite nice kit. Um, they do. There's there's a device, uh, a an interface board, and four LED sticks, which um, what do they call them? I've forgotten the name of it, but which you can also just plug into your um, GPIO, and uh, and they are all individually addressable. Um, LED RGB LEDs. Yeah. So there's 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 many moat they call it M O T E. That's what I'm thinking of. So yeah, if you've already got the IKEA one, then it would, wouldn't. Oh nice. Move. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I, I just am now browsing on the on the site. So yes, I'm completely going to be lost. So, no, I do want yeah. that, I want that connector so that I can try the uh, the lights out with these dioder 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 yeah thank you dioder so I will be asking for that link from you thank you very much and just as a by the by I love Adafruit stuff as well oh yeah yeah uh, I, do I could just browse mm. when i'm feeling sad and depressed i nip over to, to the adafruit website and just browse it for a while and then i cheer myself up all is right in the world anyway jonathan culp commented to say i light up your life <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> oh lord okay i'm posting this comment with the sole purpose of turning dave's light on smiley face super cool episode dave one of these days i'll use the io pins on my pie i have an led related episode in mind too though a very different kind one semester once semester is over i'll stop just lurking and post new episodes thanks for a great show thank you for that comment and jonathan to which you replied <laughs> i said it worked thanks john meaning the light came on and it was the, the it work. As someone who studied operant conditioning back in my university days, I'm rather aware that I might have constructed a means of conditioning my own behavior. <laughs> I should work on a food reward dispenser system of some no, kind, perhaps. No, 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 no. <laughs> and every time the light comes on, I salivate. You know, as a Pavlov's dogs, I was thinking. <laughs> anyway, looking forward to hearing about your LED project at some point too, smiley face. Very good. Uh, Mike Ray, who uh, we just read a comment on before, Twinkly Lights and MQTT. Terrific show, Dave. I have never heard of MQTT until I heard this show. I was looking into alternatives to a, a XML RPC client server solution for a commercial project I'm working on, and I have done in the past for a company that makes communication gear for the French metro operators. I note with interest that the MQTT uh, transforms into Sen. ELEC standards and is already used by some 
railway hardware manufacturers. I'm going to set my alarm clock for the middle of the night now just to post comments so that your little twinkie lights are on when you wander into the den in the morning. Excellent stuff. I've, I've really unleashed that thing. Yes, <laughs> yes you, you wouldn't want to say that, you know. One, I, one thing I did notice about you when you show, why are you using, is that like a message bus type thing? Which, MQTT? Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a pub-sub mechanism. So you, you have publishers and subscribers and you have a message broker in the center. So you, yeah, and this is this Mosquito server that, I, that I'm using. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't like that, would you? But um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's running on the Pi Zero, the, the, the server, the message broker. And uh, the, sub, there's a subscriber on the Pi Zero, which is receiving stuff and then switching lights on and off. And there's a publisher on the, on the zero as well, but there's also other ones on other systems that switch the, uh, the different lights on. So, um, so the, the publish sends a message to the broker, which then says anybody who I know to be listening for messages of this particular category, uh, mm-hmm. here's a message. And then they, the, um, the, the listener that I, that I hacked from the Pimeroni example simply uh, expects commands that say turn uh, pixel number so and so this color and and so it does yeah. why not so why not just directly talk to it itself well you could you could do that i did say that in the in the show i mean you could um write a listener as a, a piece of code that's just sitting there all day long waiting yeah. for uh, the um for messages but the thing is that i was able to uh easily implement this on two different machines within you know an hour or something because i could just install the mq the mosquito software on the on the two machines and it came with a server which i didn't use but but the but clients as well so i could use a client on a different machine to send messages to that you know so uh, yeah, interesting. So the the possibility of doing, as I said in the the show, I could have something that's connected to a doorbell or a, a Pi Zero or something simpler, perhaps, which uh, then sends a a mosquito MQTT message to the thing to to flash a light to say there's somebody at the door. You know, I do like this uh, Internet of Things so long as it's within my own control. Well, exactly. Yeah, that's what I said in the yeah. in the show. My my neighbor's heavily into. It, um, Internet of Things stuff. He's, he's got Nest thermometer and yeah, yeah. Hue, Hue lights and um, an Amazon Echo and all this sort of stuff. But you know, how does he know he's not being hacked? Yeah, exactly. How does he, you know, and all his data is going to to these people's service? As I said to my boss, he he was showing us a video of uh, one of these Amazon Echo things working, and uh, I was going, "Yeah, I'm now going to start recording you." And when you say send adult content to my mother-in-law. <laughs> I'm playing on a megaphone outside of his house. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, this is it. I, I, it's, it's, a, it's all great and all until, until, somebody, yeah. until, until somebody hacks it in a, in a yeah, malicious way. At least way. your thing is running on, a, on an operating system that's likely to be updated at some point in time. Indeed, and it's it's in a it's behind a NAT r- r- router as well, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. 
but um, cool. Yeah, you can't. You replied to Mike's. Uh, I replied to yep. to Mike saying, "Cheers, Mike. Yes, MQTT is really cool and quite simple. When I was working, I did look at SOAP and XML RPC as possible ways of shifting data between systems for account provisioning purposes, but never implemented anything. MQTT might well have been able to do what we wanted. I'd be interested." It no, it'd be interesting if you could tell us more about the sort of application you have in mind for it. It's always in, it's always cheering to find the comment notification light on when I get up. So go right ahead. Excellent, cool, well done, nice show, like it. As you know, it's right up my alley because we've had many offline discussions about that, and that was the last show for this uh, month, Dave. For Oops. once, n- not overstepping my mark by going into next month's shows. And we had some comments outside of the uh, this month. And uh, let me just call those up for you now. The first one was on the show by Clatu, Git push to two repositories at once. And it was by Dave Morris, who said... Have you got that, or shall I do it in your Oh, voice? yeah, you want me to do it? Yeah. yeah, I said, I thought I'd never use this. Uh, this was interesting, but I thought I'd never use it. However, I had an instance recently where making a GitHub copy of a repository on a GitLab instance was desirable. It was straightforward to set up and worked flawlessly. Thanks for explaining the process. Yeah, it's a good idea, actually, since I've been thinking about it. I've also had plenty of times to use that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool thing to be able to do, and... Uh, yeah, I, I shall. It's another thing about, you know, you, you need to understand a bit more about the stuff that uh, Git can do. And uh, then you suddenly realize that there's a lot more that you could, cool stuff that you could be doing than you, than you knew about before. So, very good. So, the next comment was on Vim plugins I use by BeEasy. And the comment was a reply to be easy to you uh, where you were saying about the ARC plugin wasn't in your notes and he said yes Dave the uh, this is the ARC plugin that I use github.com arcingag.bim which is supposed to be better but I haven't tried it yep yep okay yeah no that's that was good it was nice that we managed to um, to, to sort of join the loop there and then we had um, the next comment was on the show scrolling up daily to notes and to do lists with markdown, and that was by Norists. And the question was by Matt, I think was that correct by Matt? Yes, that's that's the one. He was he was puzzled. Shall I read this one? Yeah, sure. And <coughs> he, uh, I think there was also another comment. Uh, he replied to that just now norris gave him an answer okay yeah yeah yeah. so um we're actually straying in the comments out into december's comments but uh, hopefully well we'll we'll remember when we get back to (laughs) not to to do them again we will we of course we will yeah yeah we're very good at that anyway um matt says question about the script i love your script idea and we'll probably be copying lots of it Thanks. However, in the par- in the last for loop, where you cap your files into the new README file, I don't understand this bit, and it's a dollar open parenthesis ls minus r dollar daily path slash two asterisk md close parenthesis. 
So, um, uh, a more Careful, specific study there, Dave. Study. I, ne- I nearly, I ne- You're I, nearly I, straying into red <laughs> I Some nearly, people will have to go <laughs> have a cold shower now. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've done it. Yeah, yeah, yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> more specifically, two back to star the, forward slash <laughs> the MD. Two, <laughs> slash MD bit. I think he got his, I think he. Oh, we have to leave him waiting now, Dave. Stuff around there. We have to leave him waiting. <laughs> is this some kind of bash specific notation? Is this a Mac thing? What does OT word W stand for? Um, anyway, great episode and very helpful. Cheers, Matt. Shall we give them the answer or we'll make them wait the whole month until <laughs> excellent? <laughs> it seems daft to, to, to stop when the thing's right there in well, front of us. It's your rules, Dave. You I know, I know. This. If your script is not capable of <laughs> reflecting the real world actuality of the fact that we record on the Saturday before the first last month of the month of God. It's, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's setting a hard and fast line between one yeah. month and the next. That's what it's doing. It's not taking into account the day we, we record. Should we, uh, should we... You know what? You, you remember those serial things that used to be on the Flash Gordon ones and they... Um, where they go over a cliff or something and then, you know, the car would explode and, you know, the cliffhanger episodes, endings to the daily serialized things. And then <laughs> you come back the next week and they would have cut out the scene where the guy jumps out of the car just before it goes over. I always felt cheated by those things. And I don't know why I'm bringing that up now. My, my dad used to comment on that. He used to say, yeah, they always do it with something like with one mighty bound, he was free. You know, he was yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 10 foot under the, under the <laughs> thousand foot under the sea and with the, <laughs> within a shark's mouth uh, while, uh, while being electrocuted or something. Yeah, with yeah, one yeah. mighty bound, he was free. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. So, with one mighty band, we'll we'll do this one, shall we? Yeah, far ahead. Two asterisk slash MD, says Norris. There isn't anything special about that expression I just said. All the files that I want combined into the readme are named by date and have the MD suffix. So, two asterisk slash MD matches... 2016-12-01.md as well as the other daily files. The only reason for for the for that expression to be there is in case I have some other files in the directory that I don't want included in the readme. So that's uh, that's pretty fair. And Simbakan is in the HBR channel, and if he or she wishes to talk, feel free to put in at any time. Oh, hello. I've just been listening, and I love listening to you guys. Just keep continue. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Okie doke. Um, just to interject that that business of um, path name expansion and all that good stuff that was that was in was being discussed in those comments. Uh, I'm doing a, a bash series rather slowly but there's there's a whole bunch of episodes about the whole subject of bat of path name expansion and the next episode is going to be about that very thing of um asterisks and question marks and square brackets and all that stuff so uh, i'm just writing it at the moment so yeah. should be out before too long so hopefully that will help to uh, to, to 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 answer some of those questions as well cool Cool. So the next one was a comment by N.Y. Bill on his own show, uh, if we're allowed to 
discuss that, the real JYE tech kit. I think we commented on this last month. This is one of the ones where I broke the unwritten rule, Dave, where I commented about it. So, <laughs> was, it's pretty so awesome, I'm now yeah. going to do it again. And then obviously <laughs> I'm going to the next comment and having to check all the feckin' dates to see that don't break any of your rules. Yes, the last one. Apollo 11, Guidance Computer this, by yes, Frank. Yes, this is comment four. This is Frank. Yeah. I'm allowed to use that. Magnificent. I've been publicizing this every way I can think of. I yeah. Again another one of these shows that I didn't uh you know, didn't need to do anything. Just I loved this stuff. Oh god, it's brilliant. It's it's pretty amazing as we as we discussed last week. It's an astonishing bit of technology given the the time and the the, the prevailing state of engineering and science. Yeah. Amazing. And, you know, all due respect, he is putting in at least as much effort in getting that off as was put into putting it together in the first place. So oh, absolutely. more power. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's uh, shows so, great. So are we don't want to comments there, Dave, or can we move on? We have. We have. Yeah, yeah. We, we won't do the ones that I won't do the one that's sitting here in the waiting to be processed. Yeah. <laughs> All the ones that haven't been sent in yet. Uh, yeah. We won't do this. Mix them up. So there was some, oh yeah 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 the, yeah but the, the community news they on the mailing list Honky Magoo is announcing the uh, New Year show himself and Kevin are taking the lead in that and I've offered any help or assistance that we can uh, they have uh, done as you know the Linux Logcast is a continuing effort that they do every month so streaming and mumble chats are their middle game so I expect no issues whatsoever the only thing I did. Um, suggest was that we would uh, do it because it's the weekend and anyway for the new year show it costs nothing just to have the the server up for or the stream up for the entire time so if anybody at any particular point when the planet is in new year's day uh then we should have a stream available and you can come on just leave your best wishes and truncate silence will take care of the rest and honky has graciously offered to edit it, which he did last year as well. So that is even more uh, allowing me to enjoy New Year's Day here. Now, we did have a question, Dave, about what we're going to do with the New Year's show recording of the Community News. So Yes, because the, the, the next Community News will occur on, the recording of it will occur on the 31st of December. So, uh, yeah, we, we need to we need to agree with, with uh, everybody involved how we're going to slot that in so we can get it out in the, in the queue, in Although, the feed. That's it. It's a community event on a community event. So, yeah, that's just, uh, we can uh, cut that out ourselves and then go with that. But uh, yep. we'll talk to Honky about that. And if we need to record yep. it at another time, that's fine as well. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not not a not a massive deal. But we, we managed have, fine last yeah. year, so it uh, shouldn't be too much of a problem, hopefully. So just as a reminder to people, we do have some technical issues going on at the minute. Uh, the FTP server is still down. We had a little bit of an outage there with the HPR VPS, but uh, Josh is busy with other things at the minute um, in a good sense and uh, is moving us off to another server in the upcoming period, which is why um, the FTP service is down um, and which is why uh, posting anonymously is uh, not possible via the FTP site for um, especially spacemen. 
who wants to do that. So we're looking in at doing some other means and we'll see how that yep. goes. We we need we need back we need backup methods of doing some of these things anyway and uh, yep. we yep. need to need to talk about that. And um I don't know if I'm supposed to say but uh, Josh is 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 traveling in um in December and January and it's entirely possible he will be here in Edinburgh so uh, oh, if he nice. is I'm going to make a point of of meeting up with him and uh, um hang out with him a little while hopefully. Cool. Fantastic. Fantastic stuff. Record a show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wouldn't be me. No promises. No promises. You know what I mean? <laughs> so my internet is switched over. I've switched over my internet, Dave. I'm now go- gone down from 250 megabytes down to 100. But my upload is 110 megabits per second. Ooh. But uh, yes, yes. So you, have you you got fiber now? Yeah, I got fiber, and uh, yeah, then I. Uh, had it in the had it coming in in the um where the telephone comes in in the meter cabinet and then in the rebuilding i got them to put in a um like 10 centimeter four inch pipe going over and i ran then structured cabling 10 rolls 10 strands of cable in and patched that on the far side and here in the cellar onto a patch panel which was nice and relaxing and my daughter, in the when we were doing the rebuilding, her network cable got cut, so I had to rewire her network cable through the wall at the back down through the cellar, which was a pain in the ass, because I had to take a big hole out of the wall, two walls, in order to do that. But uh, now I just patched that up now, and that's working, and I also patched that into the patch panel there. So I'm very close to having a taking one switch out but now as i'm thinking about it having all these raspberry pies uh downstairs i'm gonna have to put in another switch anyway because i ran out of internet intranet network connections yes 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 so you you, have you got vpns for these things sounds like quite a production you got there well, I've got a uh, the oh, not VPN. I meant VLANs. Is what I no, meant. no, no. I don't believe in VLANs because, uh, well, I mean, we use them will work because you use them will work. But I think it's fundamentally flawed to run packets over the same network that you're running when you can have two physically different separate networks. Oh yeah, yeah, with yeah. No chance of collusion. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I've actually promised a fifty-one fifty a show ages ago on the little device that i used and uh so i've got an internet you know a device like modem device that you get from your isp and then i just treat that as my uh isp network so i you know block stuff coming off into uh into that device so enable the firewall on that and then i uh have some devices running dmc and then on one of the connections i have a a little firewall device which goes to my own network switch and then i operate a network behind that so oh, two cool. different subnets yeah 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 yeah. i'll do a yeah. show about it it's i have the photos i have the speed tests but i haven't just just have not done the show it's one of these ones where you start recording it and then the battery runs out and you start recording it and something else goes wrong so it's yes, it's yes becoming a jinx show you know, or something. <laughs> well, the doorbell rings or the cat yeah, exactly. Yeah, friend like comes yeah. in from out of town. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. And, any other news? We're going to Fostem. If anyone else is going, uh, please give us a shout. 
we need to get that organized actually very soon yes yes there's um there's some things to be sorted so uh yep yep that will be good okay and hopefully there will be uh old camp if announced before too long as well yeah that would be nice yes and as i say join us now and share the software you'll be free hackers you'll be free that was um James G. Kirk's rendition of the free software song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right. Tune in you tomorrow for another exciting episode of Hacker Public Radio. Radio. <laughs>You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.